You're listening to the Frame 100 Podcast, a show by Brick Filmers for Brick Filmers. And welcome to the Frame 100 Podcast, the show where there is no frame blending in bossing say. You're listening to episode 13 of the show, aka our Avatar The Last Airbender special. I'm Chris, known as Goldbrick Productions, here with Trevor, aka Suited Ninja Nerd Studios. There is no Trevor in Bossing Say. Trevor, you can't just steal my joke. That was terrible. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> We should just cancel the whole show right now. And Sam, a.k.a. Locker74 Productions. Sup, fellas. Or ladies. Whatever. And Marcus, a.k.a. Brick Hat Studios. On the night of September 15th, Chris, 9.37 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where were you? And where's Jared's body? Well, I'm right here. Uh, Jared, say hi. <laughs> Kidding, he's not, he's not here. Hi. That was the worst Jared impression I've ever heard. <laughs> right, Jared, kill us all Jared, Jared is I'm being so an sorry. adult Jared, right I'm now. Sorry. So. Please come. Jared, I'm sorry. Please come back. We miss you a lot. I... Baby, come back. <laughs> you can blame Let's it. Let's be oh, real. Jared's oh, like more me. of a real adult than all four of us combined. Uh, that's debatable, but yes. I I, <laughs> I love how Sam's like, excuse me? Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon. <laughs> all right, may- maybe Sam and-, and Jared are the most adultiest out of all of us. The most childish of all of us is, is definitely Trev, though. I gotta say, that. I agree. I-, I thought you were gonna say Marcus, and I was about to start nodding my head, but you didn't. I I, I could I, I could see me being the most childish person here. I feel just, just like Ang, you know, Ang's pretty Ang's pretty childish. Except I mean, Marcus finally kicked his Magic the Gathering habit, which I think is a very adult thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I lost That'd so work. much money. Let's not talk about that hobby. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> speaking of uh, childish characters becoming more mature, Ang. Yes, Ang. It's the worst well, segment I've done in a while. Okay, wait. Uh, we can just anybody who's watching this, like they already know we're gonna go into spoilers, right? We can just go full out. Spoilers! Oh, yes, All right, cool. Right. Right here, no. right now, spoiler warning for those of you who have not watched Avatar The Last Airbender, the Nickelodeon series, not the not the not the, the, the James Cameron blue people movie. We we don't talk about that one or, anymore. Oh, oh we need to talk about the other movie too now, I guess, right? There is there is no Avatar the Blue People in Bossing Say. I swear to god, that's Oof. not gonna be the, that is not gonna be the last time you hear that joke tonight. Well, I'm gonna not. put a that's dragon frame sound joke. effect over I each can't one wait of them. for it. No. I legit thought you're gonna be like there is no Avatar live action movie in Bossing Say. I legit thought you were gonna that say that. That too, but we'll talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we later. have to talk about that, unfortunately. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm no, terrified for the next hour and ten minutes. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be wonderful. <laughs> so uh, a little bit of backstory onto why this is a thing. So a while ago, we all just start, started watching Avatar the Last Airbender because it came on Netflix and virtually everybody and their mother was telling us to watch it. I think what made this show super cool for us is that we all have a variety of different tastes and interests when it comes to a lot of media. I think there's only relatively a handful of different media where we all universally love it a whole lot. Like Star Wars, Marvel, DC. Avatar The Last Airbender, I can safely say, is one of those. I don't know about that Star Wars. The point being, Trev. (laughs) Quit interrupting. 
Don't forget community. Yeah. Oh wait, didn't Sam? You didn't like that, did you? Nope. The point being that <laughs> we all really liked the show a lot. Not only is just an animated show, but as surprisingly a show that should have been this kind of this little dumb kids flick that actually turned out to be a lot more layered and a lot more fun. And so we thought it'd be kind of cool if we all talked about it and what we thought about it and anything we maybe took away that we'll probably shamelessly copy for our brick films and whatnot. And as these fine gents have said, this is a spoiler filled podcast. If you're not a fan of that, go back, watch all three books of Avatar and then come back to this podcast. It'll be a while, but it'll be worth it. And if you don't understand what books means, watch the show and you'll figure it out. <laughs> that is a good note, actually. Yes. There we go. Um, I guess, do we want to start first with Marcus? Because, Marcus, I guess you were technically, you're technically the only one here who watched the show when it was actually airing live, if I'm not mistaken. Well, not exactly. I watched, like, the reruns. Oh, so. wait, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's close enough. Say, so, yeah, I watched them when they first came out on Nickelodeon. That was in grade oh, school. Oh, wait. I missed that part. You never mm-hmm. mentioned that to me. Yeah. It was, okay. Regardless. Yeah, I watched. Tell, tell us, tell us yeah. about it. <laughs> I think I watched like the first book when I was, I think it was in grade school, maybe. And at first, like it was good. And then it started to lose me. And then my parents found out I was watching it and told me that I'm not allowed to watch it anymore. So I had to stop. So. Oh, but it was, I mean, I remember as a kid liking it, I didn't fully understand everything that was going on. I was just like, yeah, they're throwing rocks. Yeah, airbending. Yeah, they can shoot fire out their fist. That's all I remember. I don't remember the, you know, genocide, the the symbol, the Nazi symbolism. <laughs> like, I missed all of that. I was just like, fire, yeah. <laughs> Death, yeah. Let's yeah, just roll this giant boulder they at this totally, guy. They'll surely survive. They totally massacred the entire air race. Yeah. <laughs> I missed all of that as a kid, and then my parent, and then understandable. Well, yeah. So I don't remember a lot from the the first time I watched it. I just, like I said, I just liked the series. Okay. And to be fair, I can't blame you for missing out on all that. See, when I first watched it, I missed out on all of the nuanced symbolism as well. Because I didn't watch the show. I watched the M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> movie because no! Ryan recommended it to me all right, we as a joke. we literally lost all the viewers. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have to preface it with this because it gets better. So, uh, my cousin Orion, he hangs out quite a bit uh, in the Lego community. He's made a name for himself as the worst chef ever. But uh, he recommended that I watch The Last Airbender by M. Night Shyamalan. I'm like, this looks kind of dumb. Here we go. I remember watching it just being perpetually confused and laughing at everything and thinking it was atrocious. And you know me and B-rated horrible movies. That just kind of stuck with me for a while. <laughs> and so when the show finally came out, I thought, I should probably give this a shot. Because I hear it's good and it'll probably make sense why the movie was so awful. Not only did I love the show, I hate the movie more. Sure. I didn't even think that was possible. <laughs> yeah. And, and you mean when the show came out on Netflix, right? Because this, when did the live action Correct, come yeah. out? Because that, that was 2012. Like a, so that was no, 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 it was before that. It was that. about a decade after. Let me look it up. It was about Say, a decade I, after uh, the show aired, I think. It was like maybe 2009? Are we talking about the show or the uh, movie? 2000. No, that's James Cameron one crap. <laughs> We're talking about the show or the movie. The, the IMDb has betrayed I guess me. I the show and the movie. Because the show oh. originally came out, I think, in 2003. Yeah. 
No, 2006. Let's look it up here. 2006, um, actually, James Cameron is making my life very difficult right now. Um, there, there he goes again, man. First he had it, to retell the story see. of Titanic in a super romanticized way, and then, then blue people. Oh, it's 2010. Now this. See, I, I personally hold that the end of Titanic is the beginning of Inception, but that's for the Christopher Nolan podcast. <laughs> but uh, the TV series started in 2005, 2005, and yeah. the movie was 2010, so I was about a year off. Okay. So I was in... So I guess... Uh, what was I in? Fifth grade? Fourth grade school. when that came out? I was yeah. five. I was four, actually, when that happened. So And we didn't have wow. cable TV, so I, of course, never would have even seen it anyways. Um, I... Yeah, I would have been in, like, third or fourth grade, maybe. I would have picked on Trev on the playground. But uh, oh, I, I, I was a kid, unfortunately. I wouldn't discount I that, yeah. I wouldn't discount that. <laughs> You'd be the guys that would like be shoving my face in, in uh, the sand in the sandbox and make me eat it. Well, there, nah, I, mean, I, I think we would have gotten along. You guys would also in a lot of trouble. But the point being, <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I guess yeah, Marcus, because you said you watched it around the time it was airing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I literally the way I watched it was like random episodes in no certain order oh, <laughs> and i pieced it all together it. in my head whenever i watched the episode i was like okay okay i think this fits here i'm like oh this makes sense now <laughs> so it was very all jumbled up until like of course when the show appeared on netflix i also watched a bunch of random scenes on youtube as well so mm. you know that helped. brings up an interesting point because I can't remember who I was talking with this about, but a lot of shows that aired like in the early 2000s before streaming really became a big stream deal, they had to structure the show so that way you could jump in on any episode. I did that. And then after streaming started happening, then you know the concept of binge watching occurred, then you could actually structure mm. a show sequentially. It's like Phineas and Ferb, for instance. Any of the four seasons, you can jump in on any random Phineas and Ferb episode. Yep. You don't need to know what's going on, but you can figure it out pretty quickly. Yep. Whereas Milo Murphy's Law, the sequel show, because it came around during the age of streaming, you could watch this sequentially as the story develops. And Phineas and Ferb only came out two years after Avatar The Last Airbender started premiering. Wow, that's So crazy. it's interesting that they could pull off a sequential show like that and risk having people just jump in at random times and be like, okay, he could bend fire now. Wait, I thought this was The Last Airbender. What? I can really... I, I'm going to date myself real quick. I remember when Phineas and Ferb premiered too. Wow, see, I don't even remember Dude, that. Same. I don't even remember when I started watching that because I, I wouldn't have yeah. had Disney still at that point because my family didn't actually get ta- cave, eh, cable until I was 15, which would have been about five years ago. <laughs> so that's fun. Well, honestly, with, without, without cable, you're not really missing out on much. Yeah, that's true. Like, like, I mean, two, it, it, like two shows me, I cared about and we just talked about both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for me, like I, you know, if I ever wanted to watch Ninjago, which I, I very much wanted to keep up with the show, I'd have to go over to like neighbors and friends' houses to watch them, uh, like to watch all the episodes. Um, you know, they pull them up on DVR, and then we just watch them through that. So, uh, it's cool stuff. Trev, you don't watch Ninjago on TV. You watch Ninjago through sketchy pirated episodes on exactly. Google Drive in 240p. This is how. This is how the true fans do it. In Spanish dub. <laughs> in Spanish dub, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
You know, yeah. we're lucky if we get Spanish. The other day it was Chinese and it was hilarious. Ni hao, Cole. But the point being. <laughs> That's great. So what about you, Chris? Yeah. Uh, well, we... I just gave my horror story for oh, how right. I started. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm... Wow. The ultimate redemption <laughs> angle. I completely forgot that you just mentioned that. Yeah. Jeez. That just goes to show you it really is 940 at night on a Tuesday. Yay. Um, but... Yeah, um, for me, I had never seen it prior to it releasing on Netflix earlier this year. I had never had an interest in watching it. Um, I don't think I had ever, like, really even seen any scenes of it prior to watching it. Wow. Like, I knew that, like, you know, I, I knew, I guess the only thing I really knew about it was the, um, the opening sequence, you know, the, the... What, how, how does it go? It's, it's, oh God. Um, you water. have three seasons to memorize it. it. It's, it's water, fire, earth, and then air, right? Or yeah. Water, earth, fire, air. Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. How could you not remember this meme, Trev? The remember... Avatar cycle, Trev. It's not like it wasn't the most important thing for Aang's development as a character. Aren't you like the no. meme lord of our group? Shouldn't you know this by now? Me? Did you have, yeah. there is, you're like yeah, the meme like, lord of this group. You should know the meme. I'm disappointed, Trev. Everything changed when the Fire Nation. You have attacked. brought dishonor. Yeah, to the I know that part. Regardless, Leave I knew. I, I knew. I knew about like the opening title sequence, and that was about it. So, like for me, going into this, I was like, okay, it's like very anime inspired. It's already losing some points in my book, but you know, I'll give it a shot. People are telling me it's so good, um, and I did. I it took me about a month to get through it. Loved it. It's great. I remember going into it. I did bash it at first for the animation um, because wow. it's it, the animation is like it's mm-hmm. done with a very limited art style. Um, and I remember through some of my animation classes we've had so far this semester, other people also agree with me in the sense that it's uh, not great how limited of a style of animation it is. But I attempted to recreate a scene, a very famous scene from book three, uh, myself, famous. and I, I feel like I have to eat my words because man, it was really hard to animate that. Uh, that's you rough. Basically, buddy. rotoscoped that scene, dude. I basically rotoscoped that's rough, buddy. But um, yeah, which to be fair is from the third season where the animation mm-hmm. has drastically improved. Oh yeah, like that is, is nice. that is the one cool thing about the show is you can definitely see the budget uh had increased from season 1 into season 2 and then season 2 into season 3. Um sorry, book books 1, 2 and 3. Um I feel that it's rough, buddy. So I guess the one question that we got to start off with first and foremost, if you could bend any of the elements, which one would you choose? Why are you thinking about this? You All right, well, so everybody's already thinking. This. I'm just going to straight up say it's Earth for me. Okay, there we go. Boom. Marcus did the homework. Okay. So um, so I guess... For me, do, then... I, do I need any reasons or no? Okay. Oh, no, you can expand on it. No, yeah, please, Trav, you actually. can wait longer. Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that so, one. Uh, I'm just speaking on Trav. So, yeah. one, I, I'm actually really afraid of heights. And I like <laughs> walking... On, like, even in elevators, I do not like elevators. No one likes elevators. But, like, it's also because, um... We stand escalators instead. 
No, I hate escalators too. Like, I actually get a little motion sickness from escalators. Oh, God. Look, let's not escalate the situation here. But anyway, okay. so the reason why I, I prefer Earth is because um, I, I think of myself as a stubborn person as well from time to time. And also because I... This type of, what do you call it, fighting style that Earthbenders do is, like, closely related to, like, the Kung Fu training I did back then when I was a kid. Oh, nice, yeah. Sweet. Very, like, stance-based, you know, flat-footed, big, yeah, it's, it's like so, Like, yeah. Like, yeah. the other day when I was watching, like, what do you call it? Um, It was back in book one where you, like, meet Boomy for the first time. Boomy. Like, the old dude. Like when he was like crossing his legs, I I, I remember doing that. Man, Wait, you remember earthbending? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Marcus, pretty much. You were, you were an earthbender the whole time, and you didn't tell us what the heck, man. Yeah, dude. There you yeah, go. those makes, are my reasons. Any sense? I feel like sort of the opposite end of the spectrum. I don't know. I don't know if they'd be sort of polar opposites, but I'm probably gonna go with fire. It's very uh, industrial, intense, flamboyant, kind of my style. Flamboyant, I yes. have no uh, martial arts training whatsoever. See, I do, but I also yeah. agree with Chris. I think that I would be a firebender, and then also once Is I found out... In... I'm pretty sure firebending's like related... Sorry for cutting you off, Trev, but I'm oh, pretty sure firebending's related to karate, right? I don't know. Like I that's say I, so. I don't know. Like I, I can definitely yeah, see sure. that um it would be related to I, I did Kenpo for a number of years, um back in high uh military or military? Back in middle no, school. No. What the it's, heck? Uh, no, I'm not military. You went to military related. middle school? Yes, military what? middle school. Yeah, no, back in middle school and high school <laughs> I did uh Kenpo for a number of years. So um yeah, I can definitely see like, you know, the stances that you would do, um, the the different um poses and stuff um could definitely be influential for that but once i found out in book two that the fire vendors could bend freaking lightning i knew for sure that's what i would want to do i mean i can i can metal bend yo well you'd have to train really really hard for that i would just have to keep fire bending regularly but risk my own health by trying to get electricity to course through my body so it sounds like training really, really hard, though. Yeah. It's like, like you're you all know, metal bending requires training really, really hard, but lightning bending requires training really, really hard. No, it just requires that your heart doesn't and a calm shut state down. of mind. It just requires it that you. Like training really hard. It requires an iron will. See what I did there? And your chi wow. has to be balanced. That's not you are killing. Okay. Yeah. All I right. I have pretty balanced chi, you know. I, I bought a couple of sets uh, based on Shima, so I, I would think I'd have I'd have pretty balanced chi. Oh no, I'm I hate. I think at this point, you're... sure, Jan. <laughs> okay, oh Sam. Well, then, what about you? What element would you? What elemental bender would you be? So... Guys, I'm gonna be fully honest. I'm the dude that gets his cabbage stand broke, like destroyed every single time. I'm gonna be that dude. I don't what? think I'd be, be a cabbage bending. You don't bend elements. You're just a cabbage cell. He's I, a non-better guys. He's lame. he's freaking Sokka, guys. Come on. I don't think I'd bend. I think I'd. I don't have the pay like the the patience, and I don't have the focus to be like you know what. I'm gonna move that rock. I'm gonna move this air. Nah, I'm just gonna be like I have cabbages. I just want to sell cabbages and make money. He's the cabbage lame lord. Answer. Actually, not not really. He's got the greatest pin, uh, power of all: money bending. 
No, he has the greatest power of all all. Screen time. That is true. <laughs> I guess if you guys even are... Though, Ang, why, even though Ang would technically trump that, but... You know, I'm gonna be... Okay, so uh, I guess... I guess if you guys make me choose, but I'm gonna... I... I Yes, we are gonna make you choose. Cause it's only- I, I mean, I'm know. I'm not. You can live your dreams, Sam. But I don't. Pressure. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I I've, I I. What do you guys since think? You're such, since you're such a lone wolf, I think, based on just that fact alone, you would be an airbender. <laughs> wow. Um, I would no, say that- waterbender. I actually Here's would, why. No. I would actually say Waterbending's water fairly well. chill, but at the same time, like it can it can get pretty tense. Sam is not nearly like how would I put it? High enough to be an airbender. I'm just throwing it out there. What? Okay. Waterbending, yeah. Earthbending, kind of an extreme. Because like to be an airbender, you have to be like really passive. Yeah, like extremely Which Sam just is not. chill. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, yeah, no, like I, would, I, I could definitely see you being a waterbender um, because, you know, you're a pretty chill guy. He's a pretty nice guy. Ice guy, I would don't kick you think? him he's, if he wasn't pretty, actually recording he's a, pretty, right he's a pretty ice guy. I, All right, I Sam's going to leave. Oh, you're, you're, um, you're I'm going to go. my patience. Trev. Okay, bye, Sam. <laughs> okay, okay, but yeah, bye. no. But to retract, or not retract, but Get I'm sorry that track. I said fire bending is. I thought fire bending was karate, but no, it's actually northern style like Shaolin kung fu. Shaolin kung fu. Oh, so it's kung fu. Okay, yeah. you lied. I would to say, me. oh, okay, I can see that. Except I have like no martial arts knowledge, so I'm just gonna take your word for yeah, it. Yeah, earth earth bending is hungar, and then obviously water is tai chi. Tai chi makes sense. Under the yeah. tree. Yo, that's 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 where they got her name from. Tai Li Tai Chi. It's not it even connected. Makes... It all makes I'm sense going now. to hurt you. She's not a bender. <laughs> Please. Please. I, and for airbending, I, I have no idea what airbending is. Airbending is I think just... there's one interesting aspect of the show, though, that... Because I'm thinking Ninjago in the back of my head. It's easy <laughs> to take like the, the stereotypes of an element and quickly say, Alright, the f- fire's the hot one. So the, the fire guy, he's going to be constantly, you know, abandoning Arrogant. the team and doing stupid things. But one thing I appreciate about the way Avatar handles the different elements is that the elements are layered in how they can be used and in many cases abused. They oft- they often paint ways that the characters interact with each other and react to situations. And they also inform the, you know, the topography of the place, the culture, the politics, everything. Like the Earth Kingdom and the Fire Nation are very different. And even though one of them is more good guy, one of them is more bad guy, there's enough on either side to throw that off. Like, the Earth Kingdom is corrupt as all get out, and the Fire Nation has a bunch of pretty decent people who they just kind of went along with the rule of law. So I think that's a very interesting world-building aspect that goes just beyond, you know, what avatar element are you? Take this quiz on Bookface or whatever, I don't know. That's where I got the book fire face. element thing from. I'm sorry. So, Trev, this is why you're single. Like you uh, open up your Snapchat okay. with, hey, babe, I'm from the Fire Nation. Quiz told me so. That's the way you get replies. <laughs> Ready to get hot JK, tonight? JK I can feel the flame Anyways. between us. Oh, my oh goodness. My fire. You if you're recording. At least I, have a, spicy, at least I have a spicier personality than Sam. Anyway. That uh, is true. Can, I, I guess. I'm, <laughs> very I'm, true. As boring, um, I'm as boring as anybody. 
As you guys can tell by this podcast, I am super boring. (laughs) Sam Zellman is plain toast. (laughs) I'm sorry, continue. Um, yeah, like, I, I know that was one thing getting into the show. I was not expecting for there to be, um, you know, so many differences within, like, all of the, like, I, well, I didn't really, I didn't think they were going to be able to stuff so much character development into this show, which, you know, is specifically. Especially Zuko, oh my god. Oh my god. complete mm, 180. Is, like, yeah, like, the show is, you know, specifically tailored to kids. And I was like, huh, how, how did they make such, you know well-fleshed out well-rounded characters that have actual arcs like it's really impressive um and i think you know had it been like maybe 10 years ago or so when i had watched the show i think i would have kind of picked up on that stuff but i I think it would actually made sense to a younger me which is saying a lot because younger me didn't get a lot of things when it came to watching movies uh yeah he thought the temple of doom was like the best one oh my god anyway (laughs) We're, you always want to spark that debate, and I don't know why. I'm perfectly content with saying that The Last Crusade is a good movie, and you guys can't seem to let let up. This is why we do it. Yeah, it's because it, 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 it's, it, um, it bugs you. Continue. So this, is, mm. this is why you're Fire Nation, so you can provoke a reaction from you. But yeah, no, I agree. This That's something way. that... That's I had a hunch at the very beginning that Zuko was going to be a good guy. My rationale at the time was, this guy's so well-developed, they're not just going to throw him away in a quick season finale battle. There's no way that's going to happen. No. Which I don't know if that was just, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, four parallel universes ahead, or if it's just really good writing and I kind of had a hint from somewhere, but I, I definitely like that aspect. Everyone has a lot of layers, like Shrek's, I mean Onion's. Oh my god. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody was surprised when they found out that Zuko's other grandfather was freaking Roku. And I was like, what? <laughs> so technically, Aang is, uh, is Zuko's grandpa. Technically. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Wow. Wait, That's you, are you telling me you just realized that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew... Roku passed Avatar. Roku is uh, Zuko's grandfather. I didn't quite put together two and two to get four, you know? Yeah. They're, <laughs> oh my they're, goodness. They're not like blood related, but they're technically related, which is which is pretty bizarre to think about. <laughs> you know what I would have liked to see, actually? And then we'll move on to the next question. I would have liked to see... I think they, they technically made a book for what in the forms of comics, but like yeah. seeing... Zuko's mother. Mm-hmm. I was actually because, told that they they do like a very specific um, side story through like comics and I, uh, like I think they did like a graphic novel and it's like a whole mm-hmm. like side escapade about them going to find Zuko's mother. We're, yeah, we're they, jumping they, around all over the place right now. Like, <laughs> I think it's fine. Episode. It's flowing yeah. pretty organically. Mm-hmm. Here's my take on it because Zuko's parents play a, a massive role in the show. His father most certainly. His mother, more on a nuanced level. Thing is, when you take into account that there's a story behind Katara and uh, Sokka's mother, which is pretty big in the story, and it actually defines an entire Vengeance Space episode. That one hurts. That episode was 
dark. It was like brutal. that went places. The darkest episode. So yeah, that was Guitar's Redemption. Is it Redemption or like Revenge? I don't revenge. Know. Yeah, her revenge. Man, revenge? that's a that's a. It, it felt like it had aspects episode. of both though. Yeah, but I think I know what you're gonna say, so I'm gonna change mine to second darkest episode. Hmm. Yeah, blood. I know what you're gonna say. Bloodbending was a pretty that's, wild, and bloodbending blood had crazy. like such a crazy effect. It even like affected freaking uh the next sequel to uh or not the next sequel but Korra. you know the sequel to have turned the last airbender Korra. Korra. yeah we'll talk I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that because i've watched a few clips of it on youtube i i started watching the first season second talk on that a bit too but... oh what how do you like it so far i i don't i didn't watch Korra because we'll I, talk I about like it later it <laughs> oh, okay. just said we'll talk about it later <laughs> It's funny. You, yeah. you listeners thought there would actually be a format to all this. That's where you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, let's see if we can guide it back a little bit. So, okay, there's two routes you can go with this. I'll start one a little bit, and then we can go from there. But one thing that's, I find interesting, and this plays into the whole thing with uh, Zuko's parents, is that I like how a lot of Zuko's development, and to a similar degree, uh, Zula's as well, revolved around the mom not being there. And I feel like having the mom there would cheapen the impact on them would clash with, Oh yeah. Resolution about, you know, Sokka and uh, Katara's mother. And also the fact that we did already have a mini arc with Toph's mother as well. Mm-hmm. Well, actually both her parents. Yes. So I felt like there would have been too many mom stories would have gotten a little bit convoluted. Like Toph's family arc is pretty cut and dried wrapped up. Sokka and Katara's family arc takes a good route and a bad route, which I also really liked. And Zuko's, sort of inverts that, but it especially takes advantage of the fact that both of the parents are so distant that they don't directly affect him in ways that you would think. Granted, his father is still, you know, ruling everything and he has hurt Zuko in many ways, but he's very much more distant compared to Katara and Sokka's parents. Mm-hmm. So that's my idea there. Uh, he's also, well, I think we could he's spin also it. insane, too, you know. <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah, drunk on But power. I think we can spin this into is that at the very beginning of the show, it's fairly light, upbeat. Even the parts of Zuko and uh, Uncle Ira at the very beginning are a little bit zany in places. Mm-hmm. But then as the show goes on and it starts going to more of these big issues, some of which as Sam has hinted earlier, it gets a lot more mature and they have to make some very deliberate attempts to try and keep the fun in an otherwise very grim uh, season. Yeah. Which I think was very impressive. Mm-hmm. So there you yeah. go. there's a segue back to the beginning of the show so we can <laughs> try and go in some order again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think like my, my first impressions getting into the show was like, um, cause I remember it, I, I, I spoke very deliberately to these guys um, when I started it, that it took a while for me to get into it. Like it wasn't until yeah, like episode season one, the pacing was pretty bad. Yeah. It wasn't until like episode, I think like 12, 13, I think it was the blue spirit episode that really got me hooked and like in, in it for the long haul. Um, that's when you start seeing some really cool stuff with Zuko's character. You know, he, you, you start realizing he's not actually as bad of a bad guy as he seems. Um, and like, yeah, that that's that's for me at least where it really started picking up. Because um, you know, it just it felt like a lot of the stuff prior to that was just very filler, like which is insane. Because you like the I'd, I'd argue the first two episodes are really good and like setting up the story and everything going forward, but then everything after that felt kind of like filler until like you know season or until like episode twelve. <laughs> so. 
One thing that does strike me with the beginning episodes is that, I guess, two paths with characters. One, Aang is useless, as in he's always <laughs> goofing around, doesn't take anything seriously. Pretty much. I think that's a good way to start the show, because by the time he gets to the third season, he's so just high-strung and, like, scared about everything that you look back and you go, this kid was, like, sliding with penguins. What's he doing now? It's kind of crazy <laughs> to think about. He second, literally has the dilemma of, like, yo, man, I gotta take... I gotta kill somebody. And Kiyoshi's exactly. like, yeah, you better kill this... Pe-. Ooh, ooh, gotta... gotta Good save. Restrain myself here. You gotta kill this guy, or else you're gonna die. Everyone's gonna die. That was a good exactly. save, Marcus. It's such a violent turnaround. Yeah. Like, Aang's just like, I'm Aang, you wanna play? And then he's like, what's the value of a human life? <laughs> what's the value of a human life? It's like, arc giant arc. turtle, please tell me, what do I do? It's like, oh yeah, this, this dude is like, oh cool, thanks. 180 character development be yeah. like. <laughs> Let's see, and then on the other hand, someone pointed this out. I can't remember who it was. Oh, no, wait. I know who it was. So one of my uh, favorite reviewers to hear from every now and again is uh, Possum Reviews because he likes to tear apart horrible movies. And one thing he pointed out when talking about the remake movie is that as he went back to watch the show, he noticed that there were several times where Sokka and Katara kept switching roles. So one episode... Katara would be the really concerned one. He's trying to keep everyone in line. The other one would be all, ah, it's okay. Who cares? And then it would switch. And so then, you know, suddenly Sokka's like, oh, I'm very concerned about what's going on. And Katara's like, who cares? And he kind of noticed that flip-flop in the scam episode towards the third season. It's a little bit jarring, but one thing that definitely worked out very well is that as the show went on, they more started to separate into very distinct entities instead of just being, you know, the indistinguishable pair. Yeah, which, which I definitely think was a good step in the right direction. Which I'm, I'm going to jump on was... that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> who wants to jump on? All right, I'm going to jump on this first. Go for it. Because, like, literally the dark episode we were talking about with Katara, when she, like, tried to take her revenge, I remember Katara saying to Sokka, saying that you didn't love the mother the way I did. And it was like, um, yo. Don't don't even get whoa. me started. I was going to talk about basically the same thing. I, I really oh, yeah, do yeah, think, yeah, I really do think that season three, they ruined Katara. Because, like, you know, it, while it's good that they, like, started to kind of disconnect um, uh, Sokka and Katara's, like, personalities from one another, Katara just feels, like, too stern of a character. She's too upfront with everyone. She's like, you know, she's just, she's a jerk. She's like, you know, she, she doesn't keep Sokka's interest in mind, even though they're both sharing the exact same pain. And it's just like, like, why? Like, it, yeah, they, they ruined her in season three and it, it disappoints me because she's a really neat character. Like, what, what do you mean by ruin? Like, hard disagree. They just flawed her? Is that what you're saying? Like, I don't, like, I guess the direction that they took her in, I just did not like it. Um, I, I thought that. Because I feel like. You need to talk about, like, these kind of things. Like, it's okay to have this, like, kind of growth. It's not okay. I mean, there, there are, I guess, different morals for other people. But I guess it's good to talk about, like, grudges and stuff like that. Well, like, that's, of... that's like, um, yeah, like, that's totally fine. Like, I, I, I do understand where they're coming from in terms of, like, a storytelling standpoint. And, like, you know, it, it makes sense that her and Sokka would, you know, cope with their pain in different ways. Um, because they're not the same person. I just didn't like it personally. I know it's more of a personal uh, thing yeah, yeah. in that instance. Um, I just think that throughout yeah, season gonna... three, they didn't do 
they they kind of ruined her character for me in season three. I'm gonna disagree. Oh, I get you. Oh, let's go. Oh no. I personally I think that they made. On. I personally made her season three. I think they made her more of. She's more realizing what the world is like and what she has to do. It's not. She can't be a kid anymore. She has to grow up, be a soldier, be strong. And do what she needs to do to save the world. She can't be giggles and happiness all the time. She's like, I have to do what I... Ha- Even if I have to sacrifice my own happiness, I have to do this. And so that's Which why I... understand I th- that. It just, season man, 3, it just, I thought... It just makes her... I thought Season 3 is probably it the best character. It unsatisfying she- character. And one at a time there. Sam, what you were saying? Oh, I just think that Season 3 really made her show who she really is. Like, who she is and not... Like just the, she's just a side character. She it like made her one of the big characters. I I put her up there with Aang, personally. For I would agree on that. But then what was the thing you just said, Trev? Um, like yeah, I I, I see what they um that like they, that's what they tried, um, to do with her uh for season three. It's just like man, it's just I feel like it it doesn't really get a whole lot of resolution as to like why she's so like on edge about stuff. Like I it. You know, they, they explain it's, like, her mother and everything, but, like, man, I feel like they, they don't wrap it up in the best possible manner, arguably. <laughs> see, the way I see this is that they're they're deep in into Fire Nation territory. So, the beginning season, they're mostly around Water Nation areas, a little bit of Earth Nation. It's pretty familiar, pretty known. Season 2 really starts to throw all that off, because now they're in areas where the tension is a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. It's not so familiar as home book anymore. Book 2 was my favorite, by the way. I love Book yep. 2. Exactly. I love book two as well. Because yeah, book two that starts to find that like the balance between kind of keeping it fun but keeping it tense. Especially everything revolving around Ba Sing Se. Man, which ba Sing honestly Se. in many ways felt like a political drama but with a bunch of uh, karate and kung fu which is great. China. I apologize for butchering it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Book three before we get the controversy. <laughs> Now they're fully in Fire Nation territory. There is no way out. They have been decimated. They know that if they do one stupid thing wrong, they are dead. I would not blame them all for one bit for lashing out, being angry, acting irrationally. Aang is the most irrational at season possible. Oh, yeah. But the way they go about it, it's growth. And the, there are only two times where that season is able to deliberately have some fun comedy-based filler episodes. I use filler very lightly here. Yeah. One is, you know, the... <laughs> the stereotypical anime beach scene, which turned out to think uh, actually not that be beach that beach episode was actually, in my opinion, was very necessary for Azula's and Ty Lee's character arc. Very much so. Exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. and not only that, but also just helped to lighten things up a little bit. Because even though you know these kids are part of a you know genocidal war machine, they're at least able to demonstrate that they're actual human beings, and especially not only between Azula and Ty Lee, but also with may and zuko because i couldn't buy for one minute that they actually liked each other and then the episode slowly sold me on to that the fact. boiling rock oh Man. exactly and then Man. at that point i'm like all right i buy it the well, second like... one which is the greatest for memes is the ember island players because not only are they able to give team avatar a bit of a break but they're also able to poke fun at the entire show so far and be like hey you know it's pretty tense right now but here's where we started here's where we are it's gonna be okay 
which I think was fun and a very good deliberate move to take a very tense situation with very tense characters and still keep it, you know, from completely depressing and stressing the audience. Wait, Aang's a girl? <laughs> the what? <laughs> so it's like every one of those little twists, twists there and to bring up, you know, our friend Shyamalama Ding Dong again, one of my favorite things is the edit where they took all the reactions of the characters from that episode and they spliced in footage from the movie. Oh my god. <laughs> and what kills me, because you know I love special effects, at the very end, you know, they're walking away and they're all complaining and Sokka says in the original episode, the special effects were good, but when you splice that next to, you know, Shyamalan and Ding Dong's, you know, water and whatnot, I'm thinking, no! The special effects are... I could do better with a copy of Trap Code. Oh I'm not going to try, because... Please I don't, don't want another headache. <laughs> my doctor says I need to lower my stress. But the point being. Yeah, I know like for, for yeah. me with season or sorry, with book three, man, they kicked that they kicked that book off with a banger first episode because I was thrown for a loop. I was like, man, wait, what happened? Because, you know, they got the whole thing where it's like they're on a Fire Nation ship and Aang has hair again for some reason, which I hate so much. It's cursed. Um, I mean, I dig he it. was dead for like he a was week. Dead, yeah. <laughs> I dig it. I dig the hair. Yeah, but like, okay. I, I thought you grow that much hair in a week. What's the yeah. secret? Yeah. Not that I uh, want to know or anything. I don't know about that, Chief. But like, yeah, I thought the way that they started that um, that season was really impressive. Just, you know, they, they kind of were like, okay, we've done all this stuff. Now here's where stuff gets real. Like, we're... To, to quote uh, a, another film franchise that we're quite into. We're in the end game. <sighs> anyway. Hey, at least the main character how didn't lost die, you know. <laughs> oh my god. Marcus, I think, I think Chris Marcus. might kill you. <laughs> might? 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 His, his inner Kyoshi is coming out. Oh god. Yes. No. <laughs> oh man. And unlike Aang, I will not hesitate to take a life. Right. I still don't know where I live. So, I'm so going to go ahead find you. I want to say something cuz I haven't really been very talkative. I guess all these guys are really saying what I'm thinking, so I'm not speaking that much and I apologize for that. But talk more, fool. You guys are saying exactly everything I'm thinking. So, but my favorite episode and it doesn't even have anything to do with Aang really. It's the Roku episode where they show his uh, flashback, how he became Avatar oh. and the rise Ooh, of yes. Sozin. And the, yeah. I really like that episode. Like, I'll go back and just watch that episode, just that episode, because it is done mm-hmm. super well. And honestly, it makes me want to have a Roku spinoff. Mm. Yeah, believe it. That episode is called The Avatar and the Fire Lord, if I recall correctly. I'm checking here on IMDb just to be sure. Like, the IMDb parallel editing with that? Between, like, Aang talking with Roku about it and, like, Zuko reading the scroll? Yeah. It, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Very seamless. I but guess, I will... yeah, are we going to go, are, are we gonna go into favorite episodes here? Because I would love to do that. Oh, no, I got one more thing. You all said the saddest episode was, or what is it? Did you guys say saddest? Marcus? Darkest. Darkest. No, darkest. Darkest. Okay, I'm gonna go with the saddest. Oh God, Bison. Uh, God, I just the name just escaped. Oppa. Yeah, Oppa. losing Oppa. I was oh, gonna no. say this actually. When Oppa gets lost and they show his flashback, dude, Man. I cried. Oh yeah. 
Everybody like, gangsta until the Abba flashback. No, no, because um, I'm one of those guys. The sc- circus was hard. I'm like, bro. I'm one of those guys. Who this firebender. <coughs> I got the Rona. I'm one of those guys where I don't care who it is. It, it could be a fictional animal. If I feel like it's in any distress or in pain in any way, I get like angry or sad. And I was like, whenever Appa was getting like firebended and tortured and stuff like that, I was like, I am ready to fight someone. All right, they Sam, got, we're like, kicking his, out the, off the fire cast was and we're, we're forcing you to go watch I Am Legend right now, all right? Trev, how do you do that to him? Gosh. I like I Am Legend. <laughs> but the I mean, dog, yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but Sam the dying. feels. The freaking feels. <laughs> yeah, did you forget <laughs> that's the name of the dog? Oh, when you meant saw, an I Am you Legend. You saw what I did there. <laughs> yeah, I'm when Sam... caught that. Yeah. It's been years when, since I watched that movie. Yeah, it's been a while here too. Oh but. no. Okay, to piggyback uh, off of speak- the to piggyback off of the favorite episode, for me, man, man, tales of bossing say, what a good episode. Ah, uh, you. Mm. Uh, uh, Everybody gangsta till Uncle Iroh see- oh, sings. Yeah. Everybody gangsta till. <laughs> Yo, man. actually, I want to go off this. Actually, do you want to finish first? I can let you finish. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, man, I just, I love that episode. Like, the you know, I love the really cool, like, approach of, like, telling different stories throughout the episode. Um, focusing on different characters, giving them each, like, a time to shine. And then, you know, you got the really heartfelt ending with uh, Iroh, um, you know, longing his, for, or longing for his lost son. Which is also ironically and very tragically i guess um the uh last episode where the voice actor for iroh was uh present as the voice actor for the character before he passed away no man man. it's like you know when when you finally like find out that context it's like that episode hits even harder and Mm, god i also love sokka's bit in that episode he's just i love sokka all around and his bit in that episode is so freaking funny uh, yeah. To uh, for our audience who may not be aware, the voice actor, the original voice actor for Uncle Iroh was Makoto Iwamatsu, mm-hmm. who he passed away. I think that the episode before this one, the tales of Bossing Say. So it says here at IMDb, his tale concludes in in his honor, who passed away during the production of the second season. Mm-hmm. I think so, the impact he left in the show was so great that the actor who eventually carried on Iroh in the rest of the show. He would not do any singing. I think, yeah, no singing like whatsoever mm-hmm. because he didn't want to try and, you know, even dare to one up uh, Makoto's performance. Well, if you yeah. think about it, 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 it was a good professional note. I mean, if, if you think about it, the or the uh, new voice actor didn't even speak that much in book three. <clears throat> if you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, which I think was par- partially to remedy the fact think that, it. you know, the, yeah. the voice actor wasn't there, um, which I thought was really smart on their part, you know. Didn't the original voice actor also voice Aku? Yes, from Samurai he was Jack. also uh, um, yes. Aku from Samurai Jack. So it's like, man, it hurts. Yep. Is that, he is, was also in a Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go. Yes. I'm, I'm reading this title here and I'm going, wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> I've never heard of that show before. I, I think, oh, I've, actually I think watched, roommate mentioned I it I think once. I've actually watched that before. It's Cartoon Network, right? I have no clue. All I just see is just a super massive long title and thinking, <laughs> all right. 
But yeah, so the new voice actor, I'll have to find his name here pretty shortly. But uh, yeah, he would he would carry on uh, Uncle Ira's ro- uh, role after that episode. And yeah, no singing at all in honor of the original voice actor. And from what we've confirmed, not a whole lot of lines mm-hmm. uh, by, by the end of it all. All right, Marcus. You what know, about you? Yeah. Favorite episode? You hit know, us, hit us with it. I'm gonna jump on your, uh, jump on that like, tales of bossing say episode. I'm not saying it's like my favorite. Is it? Are we talking about favorite or status? I forget. Favorite, favorites, right? Favorites. Yeah. God, we like keep, we keep losing track of. What I've types never of seen so many about. fan theories. All in one go, in like in a short time period. When when this like, when it appeared on Netflix after the last Airbender, I was like, what the. Like, just reading these fan theories, and I'm just like, yo, this is true. Because, like, if we're talking about this Tales of a Iroh, right? Well, Tales of <laughs> If you think about it, yeah. if you think about it, think about all the interactions he had with the three people. A child, a teenager, if I remember correctly, and an old man. Oh. Like, he Where acted like a father. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it was like that—that's what I'm saying. He, okay. he just acted like a father, and he just misses his kid. That, that's basically it. Well, yeah, exactly. Like I know that's kind of like the stages of like that, fatherhood. That's the really oh, cool thing dude. about his character is it fills the void because he lost his son, me. so he never, never, never really could had do a, that. Yeah, he never really had a son, so that's like why Zuko kind of is like his, you know. Yeah. Well, not not just that, but the interactions to the episode are basically an accelerated mm-hmm. lifespan. That's so true. as he's going about his day, he's basically watching a kid accelerate, quote unquote, from young to old, in yeah. a way that mirrors the way that his son would have had things gone different. Oh Man. gosh, my heart! You're killing me right now. <laughs> but my favorite episode <laughs> was definitely, I think, in book one, where what? Where is it? I I don't remember, but like. What's that general's name? Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, general let me, that, let me like, look it up. Killed I got the, the right fish. Oh, God. Uh, um, something with an S. The fishmonger. No, I'm kidding. The I don't know. Fishmonger? fishmonger? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Here, I got pulled up on IMDb. So, Oh, Commander Zhao. There we go. Commander Zhao. Zhao. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he Screw killed the guy. fish, I was like, yo, things got dark. Like, the... <laughs> Like, the stakes were raised, and everything was just like, oh, shit. And then Iroh was like, no, what have you done? Even though I'm like, Fire Nation, you literally destroyed the balance of the world. Why? See, when you say it got dark, it literally got dark. Yeah. Dude, like, what that sold was... The, the man... finest sold the show for me, and what I think was also a big factor for Trev, was the use of lighting and color in that episode. Man, that episode that is so sick. good. Just from that alone. When man. the blood moon rises again. <laughs> Plus, here's here's the power of showing and not telling it in action here. So when I watched the movie that shall not be named, that is not in Bossing Say, I remember watching the part where they're talking about the moon spirit being a fish. I thought, that is the dumbest thing ever. This is hilarious. And the way that the movie presents it with this horrible exposition, it's so lazy. I felt like I had every right to think that was the dumbest idea ever. But the way that they show it in the actual episode, because people there had brains and they weren't, they didn't have <laughs> Shyamalan's, you know, massive ego, 
it actually made sense. It portrayed, okay, here's how the spirit world works. Here's why it even would be a fish. I'm like, this makes total sense. It's not stupid anymore. It never was stupid. Exactly. Which I just found as a very interesting note about that episode. That just like, what? Yeah, that episode two yeah. is is very up there for me as well. But what about you, Chris? Uh, well, see, now you're challenging it. <laughs> I was going to jump on board with Tales of Ba Sing Se. Just, just, everybody just, gangsta. Just do it. Just do it. But uh, <laughs> I'm kind of rethinking it for the sake of discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of want to go with Ember Island Players because the Man. comedy is just... It's so good. It is a really funny episode. Oh, yeah. yeah, especially with the ending of the play, and then Aang's like, wait a second, this play is right, I might fail. <laughs> See, that's something I thought was brilliant. It's this really goofy episode that kind of makes no sense, but it manages to do a couple things right. For one, it starts to indicate that Aang Katara, who we assume to be a couple, quote-unquote, mm. is on the cut and dried. Okay, I'm just going to say, I don't... I, I, we might lose viewers. <laughs> well, I might say the most controversial thing ever on this show. Please. I do, I don't kind, I, don't really support what do you call it, like that ship, Katara and uh, and Aang. That that was a really force in my opinion. That's just me. I'm just saying. Is is it is it? Bad? I can't argue sense with forced. Time. I'm not gonna go with force. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with logical. I guess. Like yes. it makes sense that that's where they'd end yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't give it like they really had a choice there. But what they did yeah. like about that episode, though, is that it made, made it, it took the audience back for a second and said, hey, whoa, whoa hold up. Don't go assuming it's all set in stone here. Because just because guy and girl in the same room, that doesn't mean anything. And mm. I think like that episode really sort of indicated that this assumption that Aang has had the entire time that, oh, he's the Avatar. He can wield all elements. He could save the world. He'll figure out eventually. But he, he's got to be good with Katara, right? No, that's not the case at all. No. And he's, especially he's contrasting that with the way that Sokka and Suki are interacting, where they're basically the perfect couple the entire time. Man. A lot of their interactions are actually pretty adorable in an episode. Man. I think it's a pretty interesting contrast. Sokka now, goes I mean, through I'm one so of the much most... throughout the whole show, and it hurts. I felt so yeah. bad for that man the whole time. When he finally got Suki, ah, oh, my heart. Ah, oh. ah, oh, man. Felt good. And see, what I like about that is... <laughs> The way that their relationship is portrayed, it runs along with Sokka's arc of learning to not think he's the greatest thing in the world. Exactly. Which I think was pretty great. Because I'm not the biggest, you know, shipping fan in fandoms or whatnot or blah, blah, blah. But one thing that I absolutely despise is when a romantic pairing happens in a show that does not advance the narrative whatsoever. Who's yeah. so like For the Which sake one? of Sokka and Suki, that actually advances it. Who's yeah. Suki? I don't know the name. Like I know the You're main not... three. The fangirl, the fangirl from with the like face paint and then oh the, the Kyoshi armor. warrior. Yes. Yeah, okay. Kiyoshi warrior. Yes. Well, I love how he knows Kyoshi. He can identify Kyoshi warrior faster than he can identify fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic. Well, um, to be to be fair, that episode had two types of fangirls: the Kyoshi warriors and the girls <laughs> following Aang around. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Anyway, continue with your point. To quickly wrap up that episode, (laughs) to quickly wrap up that episode, the fact that they're able to get some serious, very small moments in there, but wrap it around some, well, just some comedy, and also a little bit of self-aware poking fun, I think that's pretty great. Mm -hmm. And one of the best jokes of all time is when 
stage Toph, who's not the real Toph, stage is this Toph. big, massive dude with a bass voice that rivals Jared's. And he's like, yes, I navigate my echolocation. And he just screams. Scream. And Toph says, <laughs> no, oh, they the, totally that, nailed my character. And Toph can't see me? a thing. <laughs> the part that killed me for that episode was when, like, when Jet dies. And then and then Zuko's like, so what happened to him? And then and then Sokka's like, you know, we never really know. We actually don't know. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Man, I also like that's love, the self-aware part. I, I also love like, and I know you guys can attest for this. The the episode where Jet shows up. Um, I know it's it's early in book one or about like midway through book one. I remember <laughs> we have photographic evidence. I'm pretty sure I saved a screen. Oh yes, let's talk about this. I, yes, I, I, I was. I, I at the beginning of the episode, I was like, man, Jet's pretty cool. I, I like this guy. You know, he's going to get guitar and everything. And then, and then wait five minutes. minutes. Literally 15 minutes later. Literally, I went from that. And then 15 minutes later was like, man, I hate J- Jet's guts so much. I hate this guy. He is the absolute worst. Like, and I think that's just, you know, the power of that show is in 15 minutes. It takes you from absolutely loving a character to absolutely hating them and thinking they're an atrocity and wishing they were wiped off the face of the earth. Don't you be talking about the airbenders like that. (laughs) Man. (coughs) Oh, gosh. We've killed Chris. I'm going to die. You're going to kill me. (laughs) One thing I will say, though, that'll probably make some people mad, that we're going to link them in this episode afterwards. The fact that Avatar's episodes are... What is the average length again 20 something 20, minutes 22 it should be like the average. 22 minutes thank yeah. you 22 minutes is pretty much the average runtime for uh i hate using this term but i have to run with it a kid's show quote unquote because mm-hmm. usually you can piece two of them back to back with your commercial breaks and it all nets out to roughly an hour or so ninjago did the same thing when they had 22 minute episodes but they had this idea to split them up into 11-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. You can't do crap in 11 minutes. 22 minutes gives you plenty to work with, because then you can quickly take your 15 from Jet is the best to Jet is the worst. And, like, <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Which I, I, would, I would argue yeah. with that point, but yeah. I don't want to because we're talking Avatar. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's Well, I'll, I'll it's swing really it back a little bit, it. and I'll say this, because, mm-hmm. again, I'll make people angry. Avatar is a thousand times better than Ninjago. I'm just going to have to say it. Oh, It's true. Yes. I mean, I love both shows. They're both great. But one thing that Avatar does time and time again, which I think is amazing, is it always follows through on things. And it doesn't just throw in random elements for the sake of quote-unquote world building or whatnot, and then never follow up on them ever again. Anytime that anything that ever happens in the show has some sort of payoff or an acknowledgement that it's not important. We kind of wrapped it up here. We're good to go. Really, bes- besides Jet, I can't think of anything that wasn't s- seriously wrapped up or just laid to rest. And even then, that was just like a comedic note. Heresy. Fight I me. I can't, can't believe Fight you. me. I can't believe you've done this, Chris. I mean, I can save an episode where I talk about Ninjago because it Man. is a fun show. All but right. Avatar does repeatedly... I what think I wish the that one, show would just do. The, the benefit it has over Ninjago is I think it knew when to quit. 
Because Avatar. Was, I mean, Avatar we looked at Korra. Originally... They continue with Korra. Well, yeah, that, that's kind of a different case. But like, I mean... um, if you if you look at it, Avatar was originally supposed to be a single season show, as far as I'm aware. Um, but then you know they found out it had some staying power, and they were like, we're gonna do this for at least three seasons, and there was supposed to be a fourth as well. Um, but that ended up kind of, uh, I guess, devolving into what just became like stories written in comics and uh, like little abridged novels and stuff. Um, so okay, the story. So so speaking of supposed to be have one season, let's transition into Korra because I think I have some stuff yeah. to say about it. I know. Tra- mm, okay, so yes. I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, I think what I heard like Korra was only supposed to be like one season, like again. Yes, it was. And only so, to be but one they wrapped. But unlike Avatar, they actually wrapped it all up in one season. So instead of it being like an overlaying story over multiple seasons, it's season by season by season. I did not yep. like... Some things in Korra I liked. I really liked the city. It, it had a nice like... Man. Oh, like a... Like the 20s feel. Like a... like a Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's industrialism. Yeah. I liked that. Mm-hmm. What I did not like was how they did. They so spoiler for anybody who haven't seen Korra. No, don't don't spoil don't spoil this because we talk, we said we we're gonna talk about Avatar, not Korra. Come on, and I haven't. Well, seen it okay, here's the th- seen it here's yet. the thing, because we do we do timestamp our episodes whenever I'm able to get around to it. We may as well, because from what I've noticed, that the majority of the fan base who loves Avatar, either they've already watched Korra as well. Or they just don't want to watch Korra. There's very yeah. few people who have watched Avatar and love it enough to listen to a show like this, but are still trying to work through Korra. It's probably a very small minority. Okay, so... I am that minority. Keep in mind, I watched all of this throughout um, YouTube. I never actually watched the whole series through. I just watched scenes on YouTube. But from what I can gather... So, so your opinion's irrelevant and invalid because it's not a full... <laughs> Sam has seen more of it than any of us have. Anyway, I've seen seen six episodes. (laughs) So, what they did was they killed Aang. He was like sixty-six when he died, and what I, from what I gather, they, from what I gather, they made it because he was frozen in ice for a hundred years. He was actually one hundred and sixty-six years old, and that was his body, just couldn't handle it anymore i think like the oldest avatar was like kiyoshi and she was like 235 i think something like that um but with avatar i just i don't where with korra they did something i didn't care for they ruined the avatar cycle the spirit that's say the spirit that was in Korra it was like the light spirit. Um, somebody managed to rip it out of Korra and killed it, and she can't connect to her old self. She can't. Her, the Avatar cycle is done. Like they can't connect to past Avatars to get advice. She can't enter the Avatar mode. She just is a girl, and everyone's like, "Oh, that ties into the first Avatar." Be like. Yes and no. It's just I I they had they did that and I was like I don't like that idea because it kind of ruins Avatar for me because it's like even though the Avatar's gone or even though Aang dies, he still comes back. He, I mean he's still 
the Avatar. And there's going to be another Avatar after him, another one after them. But whenever they did that, it was like, not a big fan. See, yeah, that, and this is probably not helping with my bias on the issue here, but I love the first series so much. I don't feel like a good follow-up could capitalize on those themes and run with them. Thing is, if you're going to put together such an intricate world-building mechanism, and I guess really a character-building mechanism such as the Avatar Cycle, but you're not going to take it to further extents, you're still gonna, just going to retrograde it. I'm not sure how I feel about that, you know? Oh. Also, like, I see it this way. Avatar was like a fantastic steak dinner. Really great. Had a great time. Fantastic. But A5 I'm not quite... beef. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't want to follow that up with an ice cream sundae. That might be good, but doesn't have the best talk of the town, I guess you should. Yeah, say. it's a horrible so, analogy, but like I had such a great time with the first series, I kind of don't want to end it with. Oh, that was all right. Okay, so yeah. I didn't listen to what Sam said. Oh no, we still we're still we're still talking, man. We're still talking, man. I whatever, but like so, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm still I'm still not done with the show by any means. But like, yeah, so from initial uh, reception, I have heard that that's what most people say about the show is that like, yeah, it's. You know, it's like a neat continuation. It's not something necessary, but it's cool that people did it anyways. And the show is a bit, you know, uh, it's it's a bit rocky at, in, in bits. From so, the first six episodes that I've seen, I enjoy it so far. The world the is... The question really is, before we, before we switch back to you, Sam, I gotta ask this, Trev. How many episodes did you get into Avatar before you decided, okay, I can vibe with this? Twelve. All right, so logically, if you go six episodes into Korra and you hit that same point, then it's probably a good sign. If it yeah, takes longer, that is a good, that, that's not a very good, good point. Of a sign. That's a very good point. Even if it takes already, less, then wow. <laughs> even though it's already gotten me from the second episode, I thought the second episode where they start to introduce like the, the elemental, um, the game, the games that they do, I was like, man, that is cool as heck. I, I, like, I love that. It's really neat. Um, I'd imagine that's not something they do throughout the whole rest of the show. But, um... <laughs> not from yeah, the IMDb but, summaries here. <laughs> yeah. So, But, like, go, I, I thought that that was really neat. So, back to what I was... What I did like about uh, the series... I mean, from what I've seen. Like, again, I haven't seen all the episodes, but... I kind of liked how they portrayed... Aang as a father, from what I've seen. So the only airbender I think mm. of the of the three uh, kids that uh, Aang and oh god, why am I blanking on the name? Tenzin. I'm hoping you're gonna say Katara. Katara. There we go. God. Oh no. Okay, you're talking about Katara. <laughs> My ship holds. I'm kidding. I'm god, done. I don't know. Cool. Anyway, so only. Only one is an airbender, and that's Tenzin. And he's voiced by J.K. Simmons. Fun fact. Yes, which um, blew my mind. Oh, yeah. my... You serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Yes. And then... I was like, that's J.K. Simmons, isn't it? But I didn't think it was J.K. Simmons. I looked at... It's J.K. Simmons. Yeah. So anyway... Does he want pictures of Spider-Man? Or is it engineers going to invent a combustible <laughs> lemon? 
So yes, yes. Here's here's what I was gonna say. I liked it that I betrayed Aang as a father, but he had favorites. Tenzin was an Airbender. The other daughter, I can't remember her name. She was a Waterbender, and then the youngest was Boomy, and he wasn't anything. He wasn't an Airbender. He wasn't a Bender. He was just a person. And he would everybody like that's what they like throughout the show. You kind of tell that Tenzin was the favorite of Aang and the other daughter. I can't remember her name again. She was the favorite of Katara and Boomy just was there. I kind of like that angle. The only thing I did not like about the series again was that they killed off the Avatar state. I didn't like that. Oh, I didn't know that, but. You would have known that if you were listening to the earlier part. Well, I wasn't because I didn't want to. (laughs) So. (laughs) But yeah, first thoughts. I think it's really neat. I love the world, like the progression of the world, you know, being in this like, you know, pre-industrialized era um, is really neat. Like there's some really funny things that they kind of do with that. Um, But like, yeah, I don't I don't have a lot to gather from it so far. I I, I like the um, I like the the brothers Bolin and. Oh God! What Mako? Um, Mako and Bolin are very fun. Um, still, 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 gotta get a little bit more introduction to Korra because she comes. She kind of seems like a bit of blank, sl- a blank slate from the start of the show. Um, a little too angsty for my tastes too, but <laughs> but yeah. Field the Lincoln Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then Six I guess going, in, you'll have to keep us posted. Going from that, um. Speaking of characters, so let's take a second here, quick second, to say who do we think each of us would best I well, no, I guess who's your favorite character? Let's do that. Not not who you would identify as. Who's your favorite character in the show? Zuko, hands down. Stole my lines. <laughs> Yo, is everybody going to say Zuko? Appa. If we all say Zuko, then we all got to assign each other different characters. <laughs> Sam songs. said Appa. Appa. Yeah. Okay, I can it's respect fair. that. He's pretty cool. Dude, he is... <laughs> he don't... I'm going to have to add a dragon frame. He don't give a sh. He just wants to fly and eat hay. That's all he wants to do. I can, I can respect that. And sleep. Yep. Also, he just vibes with Aang, which is respectable. I can, I can, I vibe with Aang. I'll, I, I can vibe with Aang. But Appa. In that case, yeah. Sam's assigned character is Appa. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that. Yep. I just need, Sam's I just... character is Sokka, because he's a joke. Yes. Yeah. No, like, yeah, it, it, for me, it's definitely Zuko. Like, Zuko is my utmost favorite in the show. Another thing. Flat, uh, flat top, short haired Zuko is my favorite. I don't like shaggy haired Zuko. Well, I don't like ponytail haired Zuko. I, a lot of people give me flack for that, and I, I'm I'm sad about it. But I I, I prefer short haired Zuko. That is my favorite. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick a different character, it would be Sokka. Um, you know, I I, I love me a fun loving, uh, joke crack cracking, uh, character who just knows when to keep it light and he has a lot of cool character progression throughout the show um that's my answer for me first choice would be zuko second choice would definitely be toff 
Ah. Or Iroh. Definitely Tofto, probably. I can respect that. I would totally I hang out with Toph for an entire day, and we would be, like, stealing everybody's money. Toph would be a hoot to hang out with, I'm sure. I see how it is. A hoot and a half. Hoot and a half. What, what the, okay, sure. <laughs> That's fair. Honestly, Toph was a second on my list. I just like how sarcastic she is. One thing yeah. I absolutely love is that, well, she's blind, and she just... <laughs> she works that into her humor in really funny ways mm-hmm. like there's the one point where they're sticking up uh po- posters to find appa and she gets really mad just takes the glue slaps on the poster slams against the wall but the printed side's on the wall and she says it's upside down isn't it <laughs> <laughs> that line had me laughing for a good few seconds straight that was brilliantly written mm-hmm or yeah, just I, and I, she's just like I'm blind. I love with her too how it's like you know they 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 do make fun of her quite a bit about it, but it's like you know she's one of the most like badass characters and like one of the most powerful characters in the show. She's also you know, a she melon head. Or, she's she's kind of melon she's probably the she's the melon she's lord. She's the, the melon lord. Character. I'm the melon she's lord. The melon lord. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. She could probably beat the fire lord as well. Probably the second person to beat the Fire Lord. Yeah. She, she, just, she, she didn't also, have Aang's gift, but sure. Also, 10 out of 10, she's probably killed like a thousand people in that show. Yeah. Throwing rocks at people of like giant size, like giant boulders, that, that, that stuff hurts. That's pretty lethal. Like yeah. that thing breaks ribs. The boulder considers your statement. Also, the boulder. <laughs> Can I also say how lucky uh, that little rock that stabbed Aang in the back at the end fight was? Oh, unlocking his chakra? Yeah. yeah. Can we just say, like, <laughs> that one pebble saved the entire world? It wasn't even a pebble. It was just, like, the actual rock. It's, yeah. like, uh, it's like the rat sa- saving humanity in Endgame, like... You stole my line. You freaking stole <laughs> my line. Good. I knew you were going to say, say that. The, the rock is to Avatar what the rat is to Endgame. To Endgame. Oh my god. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's a horrible note to end a podcast on. So mm-hmm. I'll end with a oh, even worse one here. There are two Lego Avatar sets. They're so mm. horrible, they're not worth talking about. Pretty much, yeah. We, you mean the block? There's there's an idea set that uh, is in in the in the review stage right now that we all hope would go through. Um, I don't know with licensing how that would work because uh, Nickelodeon and Lego are a bit rocky with licenses at the moment. Um, but who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky. Didn't know that. We'll collectively hold our breath, and if it becomes a reality, you'll probably hear about it on a future episode. I'm sure. But until then, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Frame 100 Podcast. If you have any thoughts on the show, please leave a comment or tag us on Twitter with hashtag Frame100Podcast. We'd also like to thank Lots of Toast for the awesome theme music. Please go check out his channel and support his work. If you want to hear more from us, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Until then, stay tuned for our next episode, and keep brick filming!